You know, 2020 has just been a lot. (laughs) It's been a real struggle. But one gift that it has given me is just more time with you. And when you're around, everything just feels okay. Oh, thank you. I was talking to April. Oh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello to listeners. When you're around, you we give you all of our fears, because today we're talking about... <laughs> I don't remember how to do this. How's it going, everybody? Let's put a pin in that. Let's come back to that. How's everybody doing? How you doing, Jess? Jess is a little under the weather. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm around... Migraines are no joke. <laughs> when I'm around, she gets a migraine. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we're back to the... For the <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. I get confused. Top of the show business, of Top course. Of I just like, let's get into the song. You know what it is? Jessica, because here's the thing. I did Love Island is back on the air. <laughs> so God forbid we record on a Love Island night. She's like, we've got an hour. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So I'm very time conscious tonight. Um, I am not the one who decides to take a nap in the middle of the afternoon and it's sleep nice. for like two, three hours right up until I'm like, okay, Love Island comes on in an hour. So what I don't, what? Would you, be like, ready to, would you record during that time? No, you'd want to be doing what you're doing. Look, I'm, I'm already sacrificing <laughs> the Stanley Cup finals. It's on in the background. <laughs> I'm watching it over your shoulder, but still. This is our new segment, Danny and Jessica and their dirty laundry <laughs> fighting at the top of the show. <laughs> so we do have a voicemail this week. Uh, and let's hear for, let's hear that. Hey, guys, this is Josh from Ohio. I'm a longtime caller and a first time listener. And uh, hey, I have two questions for you. The first is, you know, this might be a whole discussion into itself, but like uh, engaging in a little bit of speculation here. It's been four years since the latest, you know, since the newest Reliant K album came out. And do you think they're going to be, do you think they're done? I mean, are they going to come out with a new album? Maybe you guys have, have uh, been talking about this already. I don't know. I'm, I'm catching up on episodes. I'm kind of a new listener. So I've been catching up on things. But that's the first question. Well, that's a question we've definitely talked about in past episodes. So I think you'll hear our points of view on yeah. that as we get as you go through but i don't think relying k is just done yeah I, I agree there's there was actual discussion about doing a forget not slow down tour this year yeah and if covid hadn't happened or they could have done it la- next year even if covid didn't happen they might have waited to do the 11th anniversary we saw this on twitter because matt hoops runs the official Twitter account and he was like openly openly entertaining and discussing with people or at least you know one or two tweets acknowledging the idea that they would do that and if it's the official Reliant K Twitter account they would just ignore those tweets if there was no chance of it so they wanted to so they wanted to do some sort of forget not slow down album tour um, and then we had John Schneck on the show and he talked about how he had dinner 
with Matt Thiessen and nothing, and just to reiterate, nothing was solidified from that dinner, but they just had dinner to catch up and talk about Reliant K plans and see and just inform John Schnack. Thiessen wanted to inform John Schnack and just be like, hey, this is all happening. Like everything's still being worked out, but they had just caught up and had that thing and discussed the fact that it sounds like Reliant K is not done. Yeah, yeah. I think also I kind of view it as that Reliant K is is one of those bands that, and, and I don't know, maybe it's maybe this is just me thinking that like bands are are less dramatic now than like classic rock bands or whatever. But it seems like, especially with maybe like some of their peers or whatever, that they're the kind of band that are just kind of casual and like maybe they would go away for a while and do other stuff, but would eventually come back together and do something, you know, like they don't have a timestamp on it. Like they're doing other things right now, but you know, there will be another album. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. And this, and a couple other things I was thinking is they last played in 2017, even though the last album was 2016, they tore it up through 2017. So really, and you, you, you can, you could do some um, sneaky math where you could say, yes, technically they haven't played in three years, but 2020 doesn't really count. Right. So they haven't played. <laughs> it's only been two years yeah. since they last played, technically, if you discount 2020. Um, also, you know, Five Iron Frenzy and MXPX, they've gone super long stretches of time with no album because I think all that generation of bands, like, they yeah, all have lives I mean. like, and yeah, families exactly. now. So yeah. they don't have to be strictly on this like album tour album tour schedule anymore they all kind of fit it into their lives when it makes sense yeah because it's something that they love doing and they do it and they know that the fans will still show up for it right you know i i was actually kind of shocked because when we saw switchfoot and reliant k on the the looking for america tour searching for america looking for america <laughs> right. whatever it is back in in 2017 here in la i was shocked because it was a sold out show so, like, you know, these, you know, Switchfoot, Reliant K, they're still very popular. So, I, I, you know, I don't see why they couldn't just pick up and do another tour, you know, make another album and then tour for that album sometime right. in the future at, like, really, like, any point in time. Yeah. So, I think Reliant K will be back eventually. I'm not worried about that. Um, but let's see if we have more to worry about from his next question. And then the second question is this, is I don't know if you guys are on Spotify or not. But over on Spotify, I was actually excited because I was like, oh, Reliant K put out something new in 2020. And it said the title was Over It, and then in parentheses, cover, like a cover of Over It, on their official channel on Spotify. So I click on it and listen to it, and it's this guy, Andre Vincio. Um, I don't, it's like a really weird, I think it's a really weird sounding version of Over It. Uh, it's a cover, and I don't know why it's showing up as a new release, as a new single from Reliant K. But I don't know if you guys have heard that before, if you guys listened to it. And again, you may have already talked about this in another episode, and I just haven't heard it yet. So I apologize if you've already had these discussions before. Uh, I'm catching up. I'll be there soon. But keep up the good work, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. So, yeah, this was this was something I had discovered and I didn't know I discovered a couple weeks back and I'm so glad that Josh brought this up because I wasn't sure where to squeak it into a new episode but so going back we did the episode on over it Mm -hmm. and I discovered this cover on YouTube this is the guy who did that cover and we'll play it here I'll play a second of it so you remember it we definitely talked about this cover 
in the cover section of our Over It podcast. I remember this, yeah. Right. And specifically, I had only found the YouTube video, which had this very imaginative visual where it was like a static shot of a nice horizon that he's standing in. And then in the middle of the frame is like a vertical uh, phone aspect ratio image on top of that. Right, yeah. You know, nice creative. It's this laid back sort of jazzy I think it's keyboard. We talked about it in the Over It episode. So it's there <laughs> where we actually talk about the cover. What I don't know if this was at the time when we talked about Over It and we talked about that cover, but Josh is correct, and I'd seen this as well, that for some reason on Reliant K's page on Spotify, this guy's cover is listed as a new release huh. for Reliant K. Huh. And I feel like I would have, if when we did the Over It episode, which was not that long ago, I feel like I would have noticed this because the last thing I do is I double check Spotify for the name of the song because sometimes I find like right. karaoke versions right. or like, you know, thing or stuff like that. I didn't, so I didn't find this guy's cover to be on the Reliant K main page that week. Now it's there. And my question is one of two things. (laughs) So I have two theories. One is that this guy, Andre Vinco, he possibly just had it tagged Reliant K by Spotify and kind of sneakily it ended up on their page, which doesn't seem likely because I would think Reliant K controls their Spotify page, right? But that is possible because like when you have collaborations, especially more specifically in like EDM, and hip-hop music when there's a number of artists on one particular track that that track might show up specifically as the like lead person's song on their page but all of the individual collabs involved in that track will be listed on that track with a comma and you can click each individual name and go to each individual page that happens i remember hollow notes when I first got Spotify, for some reason, I'm talking 2012, Spotify had this really weird thing where they didn't have a band called Hall & Oates in oh, their right. system. You had to go to... You had to go to Daryl Hall or John Oates, or John yeah. Oates individually, and <laughs> they both that. had all the same albums <laughs> listed. It was really weird, and then they fixed that later. Yeah. I wonder, so, I, I mean, maybe, but I wonder if it isn't just like that it hasn't been caught yet. It was just a thing that like this guy input his thing into Spotify, you know, and technology-wise, he put it in as Reliant K instead of, say, cover or Reliant K cover or whatever. Because there's this other phenomenon on streaming music where EDM artists, like low, uh, real low exposure EDM artists, name themselves an established band name. This happens all the time. This has happened with Fishbone. Uh, There's like, for a while, if you went to Fishbone's Spotify page, there was all this music that was not them. It was like this EDM music. MXPX. Well, (laughs) I think they stopped her before she could get on streaming. (laughs) But it did start to happen where there was this like EDM house musician in uh, Manila or something who was called MXPX. And like the fans, and I was there with them because of MXPX memes, like just trounced on their social media and then they like basically like shut it down you know what i mean but i think they would have gone to spotify and yeah they changed it to nxpx right no fx also has like 
there's an EDM band called NoFX. Like that happens a lot. And if a band isn't closely monitoring or like a verified artist on their streaming pages, then like these artists who just steal a band's name can just get put on there. So hypothetically, Andre Vinko could have like just tagged himself as Reliant K and maybe wasn't checked. But my second theory is, because I don't think that this was on Spotify when we did the episode, is that Matt Hoops, somebody, Matt Hoops or Matt Thiessen is out there listening, but they won't admit it. And they heard that cover and they were like, wow, I really love that cover. I want that to be an official collaboration between us and him. I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Because we even posted to her, or at least they're checking our social media, because I know I posted that cover to our social media (laughs) in the week following our Over It episode. So it's one of those two things. So, (laughs) or it's it's something else entirely. (laughs) But yeah, um, I I had noticed that after the fact, and I was like, I don't know when I'm going to mention this, and I'm so glad that Josh asked about it so yeah i mean check it out it's there to be listened to this over it single that's not reliant k (laughs) they just wrote the song um all right so i think that's top of the show business did we have anything else to mention i can't think of anything april's really thirsty (laughs) april's i'm very thirsty too i'm out of water so um okay so too bad you can't get your drink until we take our break in another hour (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. So um, this week we're doing When You're Around, and I picked the song. What, go ahead. What are you Flashing say? Back. Flashing Back to 2000. Where were you, Jess, in the year <laughs> we 2000? We have done this in so long. Yeah. Um, early middle school? I was in Playing volleyball? Year. I don't know. I was in sophomore year. <laughs> Of middle school? No, of high school. No, wait, junior year. It's even worse than I implied at first. So, um, yeah, I just picked this song this week because I was like, oh, we got to do the self-titled again. And I wanted, you know, we have to sit down and watch some Charles in Charge when we do Charles in Charge. Right, yeah. And we have to book a balloon ride when we go on a balloon ride. Exactly. So... I was like, oh, hey, this is a good song. And then we have to get into a car crash and we do staples. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so um, I was like, oh, what's this? What's like just a fun, peppy song off the first album that's a little low key? Like, not everyone thinks about it all the time. I was like, oh, when you're around, that's good. And then I realized something sort of magical about this song that I had never really thought about. I like this song. I like this song a lot. It is like when you think of like the fun peppy like pop rock songs on the first album like k-car and hello mcfly and um nancy drew though they all those all have those big um those all have those big john warren just just as we're talking john warren replied to a thread that we're in like oh what's he saying nothing nothing to us specifically um so what was i saying when you take all of those fun, high-concept songs on the first album, the kind of proto-versions of, like, Sadie Hawkins' Dance and Mood Rings, you have, like, Hello McFly and Nancy Drew, 
this is a song that you could put right in there with them, except it's not like super high concept, so it doesn't stand out. Like the lyrics at first glance feel very generic. Yeah. So even though this song rocks, this is a really catchy, fun song. It just I don't think it stands out in the early days because the lyrics have that feeling of just generic love song. Yeah, they're for a two minute song, this might have the least amount of lyrics in like any other Reliant K song of its length. Right. Like, it's just three paragraphs. Like I think K Car actually has just about the same or less lyrics as well. Does it? Yeah, I was going to say, this feels very demo. Right. We even get, in those harmonies, a little bit of British teasing. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of British teasing in those harmonies. Right. So, I mean, I'm wondering, you know, this song must have been... I don't... I'm starting to just assume now, and it's just a total assumption, that nothing was written specifically in the studio for this album. You know what I mean? I feel like every song on this album was written by Tyson in high school around the time of uh, the demo. Yeah, because the lyrics are not super complex. They're right. very straightforward. It definitely feels like a very, very early, early written song. Right. Um, now, I, I didn't actually pull out the album for this, but on song meetings, Pittman, Brian Pittman is credited with a writing credit in addition to Tyson. Okay. And I meant to pull out the album. I'm looking for it. We usually (laughs) have it by the table. Right. Here we go. I couldn't find the CD. So here's the vinyl. It's hot and I'm sweaty, so I don't want to (laughs) sweat on the vinyl. Does this have a booklet? No. It's just the back? Oh, you know what? Because it's it's based off of the 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 version of the album that you have, which is would not have a booklet in it because it's that cardboard oh. thing versus my copy Why of can't the CD, I- <laughs> which is who knows where. Why can't everything be in its place when you go look for it? I'll go to the <laughs> trademark website and I'll find it. Good call. And we can talk about other things. So this song is probably very important in the history of Reliant K. In that it's one of it's pretty much the first big pronoun song. This has got to be the first song in Reliant K's. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if it's the first they wrote of of this ilk, but it's the it's probably the only one on the self titled where there's no you you assume you can't assume it's about God mm-hmm. and loving God, but you can absolutely interpret it as being about a relationship. A romantic relationship with a person. And that is what people have done since it came out. We have some song meetings this week. Yes, to go I definitely over. saw those song meetings too. <laughs> but that's what, so when I, when I picked this song and I listened to it, I'm like, oh, because this is something that Reliant K perfected and like went full tilt into later on of being able to write these songs that like people will debate mm-hmm. whether or not they are about God or they are about romance and love. And like, we have come across them, and you'll have to go back and listen to those episodes. I don't remember which songs right now, but there are definitely songs where we hear it and we're like, no, there's clearly a line or two in here that that makes this clearly about God, and in other songs where there's no line about it being about God, so it makes or or there's a line that's like like I miss you and I want to kiss you or something, and people are like, well, that could be about wanting to kiss God, and you're like, no. <laughs> And that's obviously that's not a Reliant K line, but you know what I mean. Some of these pronouns. It's my favorite Reliant K line. <laughs> some of these pronouns it's from "Be My Escape." Yes, it is. 
some of these pronoun songs, they're just individual lines that are very, like, in the real world. And, like, so in this song, we'll get into it um, in just a second after I find this artwork. You know, musically, I really like this song. I like how sloppy and, like, punk, punk adjacent it is, which is why it gives me those demo vibes, which did have a harder sound and definitely a a, a sloppier, rougher sound. Um, And it also has some Angus soundtrack vibes going on for it. Oh, yeah. This has got that, like, 90s skate punk before pop punk got, like, super polished with My Chemical Romance and Blink-182 and stuff. Um I would not consider My Chemical Romance like skate pop punk. Are they considered well, pop skate punk. pop punk? No, no. I'm just no. I was just saying skate punk and pop punk, and I would absolutely put My Chemical Romance into a pop punk. I mean, they're a rock band, but who cares? That's just my point. Is like they're a, they're a punk adjacent band. And people absolutely see them as a punk band. I don't need to defend my chemical romance. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the question about the artwork? Because I have it up now. And all it says is all songs written by Reliant K, Matt Thiessen, Brian Pittman, Matt Hoops, Stephen Cushman. Oh, okay. This is that thing of the Ramones. Like the first couple Ramones albums where they wanted this pure democratic thing where no one gets their songwriting credit. It's all just under the Ramones. Right. Um, so everyone gets songwriting credit, even Stephen Cushman, who absolutely had nothing to do with some of these songs because he wasn't in the band during Marilyn Manson, Ain't My Girlfriend and K Car right. and Lion O, although Lion O is the next, you know what I mean? The songs right. that are also on the demo. Um, it was on song meetings that it had a co-writing credit for Tyson and Pittman and not the rest of Reliant K. So, I mean, there's just no answer to that in the CD artwork because all four members of the band at the time are credited as having written this song, even though that can't, that is probably not true. Right. I mean, it's, it can't be true of every song on this album. All four members cannot have written the song altogether. We know that's impossible because if anything else, Stephen didn't write, Stephen wasn't around when some of these songs were written. Right. So who knows, like what songs are actually have Hoops' hand in them or Brian's hand in them. Um, so, yeah, I was saying, like, yeah, this is def- this is the song. This is a song where you... Um, oh, well, I have this uh, the artwork up. I can just get the lyrics from here. <laughs> um, this is a song where you can, like, t- question, is this about God or is this about romance? So I just want to look at the lyrics. Like a child having nightmares, I will run into your arms... I'll give you all of my cares, and this world will do me no more harm. When you're around, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do to let you know just what I'm thinking. I want you to stay longer. I made you a place within my heart. With you, I'm so much stronger. That's why I'm glad, well, we'll never have to part. There's a typo. It says well instead of we'll. So... It's, I hope we never part, get it right, or pay the price. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because there's multiple things in this song that indicates, like, the... Uh, Our Gen Z listeners won't get that reference. <laughs> no, they won't. That's fine. Um, there's multiple things in this song that, like, 
make it a like make you think well this has to be about a physical person in the world because he says i'll run into your arms right and you i want you to metaphorically run into well yes you God's can arms. you can absolutely so if we look at every individual line like a child having nightmares i will run into your arms so I yes do you can not like that opening by the way i don't it, it it always throws me when when it comes on that that like you don't like the idea of like a child, a child having, having nightmares no it just doesn't it doesn't sound like a reliant k song i don't know just the lyrics are off-putting to me for being like the first lyrics that you hear coming into the song like the chorus is great but i don't know something about it well so if you run into someone's arms you can absolutely f- actually run into their arms and you can metaphorically run into god's arms yes if you can give cares <laughs> To, you can app, you can give your cares to someone in the real in the physical world, and you can give your cares to God. You can feel that the world can't harm you when you have love in the physical world, and you can feel the same way when you have God's love. Um, I'm going through all of these metaphors, but then here's the one that. So, I want you to stay longer. So then you can get into this area of like, yeah, there is. There is a way that that applies to a relationship with God, right? But if people who don't ex- who don't experience that or maybe aren't Christian would hear that, that wouldn't make sense to someone possibly thinking about God because it's like, well, how could God stay longer? Because isn't God just always around and God is always there, right? From to to look at it from the point of view of a Christian, it'd be like when you're when you've been heavily praying and worshiping and you feel the presence of God. You know that feeling's not going to stay forever. So you're like, oh God, I want this feeling of your presence in my life to stay longer. I know eventually it will fade and I'll have to find it again. That's what it probably, that's what that means in sort of a Christian sense. Right. But if you're not familiar with that, then the idea of like, you want God to stay longer, like that would be a bit more questioning. Well, that it's about staying longer in their arms and the last line of the song is that's why i'm glad we'll never have to part right so that's where it does feel a bit more about god than about an individual i mean unless it's about your you know your spouse or whoever it could be a love song it's like yeah i know we're never gonna have to part because we're gonna be together forever but it does feel knowing other reliant k songs particularly of this era like it's probably about God. Right. That's the thing is, especially on this album and the second album, and then a little less of the third album, but still there, all of the songs were just so pious. They were so... They made Charles in charge a Christian (laughs) song. It's like Jesus shows up to hang out on the set of Charles in charge. So yes, this song is about God from all context clues. It is. But it's just funny that when you get into Mm-hmm and Five Score, those are the albums with the songs that are like, is this about a girl as or is this about God? And what? Oh, man. I I'm sorry. It, I guess Nancy Drew isn't about God. No, no. <laughs> but I wish I could just remember some of the songs we've talked about in the past. I'm going to try to look up. Nancy like, Drew is a metaphor for God. When he says your hair is blonde, your eyes are blue, he really means... Right. Uh, that you're Nancy Drew. I wasn't totally listening. I was trying to remember what songs are on the opposite. So I remember Come Right Out and Say It is a song that is 100% about a relationship 
with a person, with a romantic relationship. It is only about that. When we talked about that song, we found a lot of people trying to interpret it in a religious Christian way. And I don't think that they realize that's a bad idea because then when you interpret every line in that song to be about a relationship with God, it makes God seem bad. And also that is similar with um, faking my own suicide. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. How faking my own suicide is oh, also yeah. 100% only about a relationship with a girl. That's all it is. There's no Christian metaphor maybe there's a christian maybe you could argue there's a subtext somehow but there isn't but then people who are like jesus is faking his own suicide it's like no that literally is the worst witness you can give to anyone to say that jesus was faking his own suicide right so there are songs on the other end of this where people try to force a christian perspective into what are clearly secular songs about relationships that matt Thiessen wrote this is the opposite end of that this is, there's no clear indication that this is absolutely about God unless you know they're a Christian band, unless you have listened to every other song on this album. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to get into the song meanings? Because that's where the people sure. start to really discuss. I did see these as well. Yeah. So, Big Willie style. <laughs> Do you think it's Will Smith himself? <laughs> 18 years ago. I do. He said, this song is evidently about some kind of close friend or boy slash girlfriend that means a lot to you. I don't like how they said evidently because that implies that there is evidence and there is no evidence to that. They're saying evidently like they heard like, oh, yeah, I talk- you don't know Big Willie, Danny. <laughs> they could have some inside information. Maybe Big Willie asked. Tyson from 18 years ago to come by the house and write hash out some songs with them. Yeah, and then and then he was like, "Yo, hey," he was like, "Hey, what's the deal with uh, when I when I when I come around?" <laughs> no, that's not. Big Willie is actually Brian Pittman, Dan. Oh, when you're around. Oh, when I come around, Green Day. Do you think that's a reference? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> there is a Motion City soundtrack song called "When You're Around," which we might play later. Um, I mean, he's he's using a similar affectation. Is that what it is with his yeah, voice? Yeah, with the fake British like, voice. Yeah. American Skater said, I think it is more about Jesus than any earthly thing. I mean, think about it. I want you to stay longer. I will give you all my cares. With you, I'm so much stronger. Those are references to God, in my opinion. <laughs> but they don't actually present any explanation like... No, those lines you just quoted, sure, you see them as God. And I agree, they are definitely about God from the context clues of this is the Reliant K of the time. But give us some actual debate. Give us a point. Uh, Brian the Great, Bryant, Bryant the Great says, hey. (laughs) Um, And Brittners says, all my friends say it's about Jesus. They spell Jesus in all caps. But when I hear it, I think of the boy I want to spend forever with. I think that everyone should fall in love like this so that they can be what they should be in the end. Full. Even though there's so many Christians. Maybe if you're falling in love with Jesus. Yeah. Because I was going to say there's so many Christian like lessons and stuff that I've seen. It's like, don't put your faith in love. There's no such thing as love. 
Like I've seen them as harsh oh, yeah, as that. You've, like you've brought that up before. Like like don't expect makes me sad. don't expect to be happy if you get married. There's no happiness. In, I mean, there's there's it's a it's a spectrum of whether what churches and what pastors and what sounds like Scientology to me. Push, maybe actually, but there, I've definitely been to churches and seen pastors who like flat out like all earthly love is nothing. Well, you know, and it's like, well, it could, shouldn't it be an extension of God's love? If anything, it's like, no. Um, pineapple. I'll read this last one. Pineapple sixty two says the fact that Reliant K makes direct references to Jesus or God in many other songs, like softer to me, less is more, and the rest is up to you, and have made no attempt to hide their faith in God that they all have, leads me to believe this song is about Jesus. And the great love between the writer of this song and his savior. Also, I felt the same way about God and could tell by the first listen that this song is about God and his never-ending, unconditional, saving love. That's a lot of commas. Never-ending, unconditional, saving love. Right on. Actually, sorry, one more. Candy Joe. I thought this you meant there was one more comment. Coming. One more comment worth reading. <laughs> yeah. Um... Candy Joe says, this is a good song for any strong relationship, but I think for this particular group, they are probably talking about God since they are a Christian band and the line, well, that's why I'm glad we never have to part would basically apply to someone who isn't human, in my opinion. Again, I think that line applies just to God and to someone who's human. But yes, I guess this is like, this could be like a death of the author thing where like once you've written a song, you can't stop people from interpreting things how they want to interpret it. So I think that this is a song that, like, you could do a slowed down version as you walk the aisles of your wedding. <laughs> sure. Um, well, weirdly, this week my deep dive came up with a lot of new articles, and 99.9% of them had nothing to do with the song we're covering this week. But okay. I did get new material for other stuff for well, five score and, and a. Stuff like that. I did a deep dive too because I knew you were sick, so I wasn't sure if you were going to do it. Oh, let me just check what you if you found any of the stuff I found. Okay, I found a Jesus Freak hideout review. Yes, I didn't click into that one because I assumed we'd already gone over it. Well, I'll just say that what they said of when you're around is an unconventional love song to our heavenly Father. Continues the catchy, fun punk riffs and vocals, clocking in at merely two minutes. I'll also say of this song, like it could have, it could have been like, it should have been like three minutes. This is the opposite of, um, oh shoot, what was the song? It's um, punk. It's the perfect breakdown. length. Yeah, but I feel the opposite about this song as I felt about Breakdown, where I'm like, Breakdown's too long. They needed to shorten that song. This song could actually use an extra. So you 30 want seconds. this to be deathbed length? That's what you're saying? Yes, I want this to be an 11 minute song. Can you imagine people get so bored back in 2000, 2001? It's like, how long is this song? I don't know. People Do people get bored during Freebird, Danny? No. Oh, Freebird, Deathbed is kind of like the Christian Freebird. It is? Yeah. Um, I also found uh, Josh dot wordpress.com who ranked every reliant k song and oh this yeah is we've their... talked about that before okay this is their number 87 i found an analysis of the entire album's average beats per minute wow it's some sort of website called getsongbpm.com where they list the bpm for like all these songs and then they'll tell you the average for the whole album 
I don't click into Beats Per Minute anymore because you can see my socks once told us that, that we it was were wrong, wrong <laughs> so I don't trust them anymore. Well, you can see my socks can tell us if this is wrong while you get ready for your first deep dive link. I, this is loading. And this says that Reliant K, the album, has a BPM profile of, get out of my way, add, okay. The album starts at 120 BPM, ends at 85 BPM, with tempos in the range of 84 to 164 BPM. Um, and when you're around, says that it's 94 BPM. Right on. So I've got a review here from listenupreviews.com, Rockin' Choices into Entertainment. One of Reliant K's trademarks are their uniquely cliche-laden lyrics, seamlessly blending humor and seriousness. As this album shows, they had this quality from the start. What they did not have from the start was their now distinctive pop-slash-punk-slash-rock sound, which they switched to for their second CD, and which they have modified and improved with every CD following it. In contrast, their first album is indie punk rock. I guess. Old fan favorite Hello McFly is the first track, and no track on this CD showcases their lyric style better than this one. Next is the second old fan favorite, My Girlfriend, a song that's casually and playfully cynical while still blatantly true. Musically, it (laughs) features a funny intro and a strange guitar ending. Smiley face. Third, we have original fan favorite, Wake Up Call. Is every song a fan favorite? (laughs) Is a funny track that pretty much details its title, Smiley Face. When You're Around features harmonies that foreshadow their later second release sound. Final old fan favorite, Softer to Me, with its solid punk rock sound and great lyrics and vocals, is actually the best track on here. Note, and in fact, Reliant K's 2006 live shows actually feature this song once more. Yeah, I've heard. I heard an interview with Hoops recently, from a couple years ago, that where he said that "Softer to Me" is one of the only songs that they really still care for from the first album. Charles in Charge is a cover of the old Charles in Charge TV show's hilarious nonsense theme song. The only really strange track on here is Staples. The lyrics on this one are just, well, strange. Smiley face. Uh, I don't know. Is that really the strangest song? You don't find this, the one where Jesus is hanging out at a pizza party <laughs> with Charles in charge to be strange? Nope, a, that's completely A guy normal. gets in what a car crash about? and they were upset that he almost died and he would have been with Jesus. How is that strange? That's the least strange. I don't don't know about that. Seventeen Magazine humorously and rather clearly points out the problems and ironies that arise from trusting magazines or similar media to tell you what's real in love and in life. Nancy Drew is another hilarious nonsense song about being in love with the famous crime-fighting female (laughs) nonsense. The idea that that a woman could be a detective or a reporter or whatever that's nonsense she was just a reporter the one time an ace reporter in the 30s it's not the thing that ever really came back again that i could recall 
And finally, the last track, K-Car, an ode to their namesake, caps off the album's labeled tracks. Afterwards, follow two hidden tracks. The first one is a great instrumental track with excellent guitars. It's layered over some weird TV on in the background sounds, but the music itself is amazing. If the whole rest of the CD would have been like that, dot, 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 wow. (laughs) That was the serious one. It's impossible to write about music. The second one is a funny one. It's a recording of some guys playing accordion music. So do we recommend this CD? Well, (laughs) well, we'd recommend it to diehard Reliant K fans who want to hear what the band sounded like at the start of their career. Yes, there are some good songs on here. And of course, that amazing first hidden track. And yes, we rate it four stars, but we'd recommend that you at least get their later releases first and then come back to this one afterward. I don't know about that. Like the first song I ever heard was Sadie Hawkins Dance and then... I went to the Virgin Megastore and this they only had the self-titled album. And that was, I got into them like right before it mm-hmm dropped. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like you can go into the self-titled and then be like, yeah, I like this. Let me get, keep going with them. It's so funny. The ending of that, I didn't write this down into my notes, but the ending of that review reminded me of this. So... The official band stream of this song on YouTube was only uploaded four years ago. Um, right? So, when specifically? February okay. 26th, 2016 is when the Relying K official YouTube channel uploaded this song, right? So then in the comments... <laughs> and I don't know if they're trolling or just... Not to be mean, but I don't know if they're trolling or incredibly dumb. But Jose Alex says, I hope that I am wrong, but the style of great songs like I Don't Need a Soul and Don't Blink sounds so different to these newly released ones. Thanks anyway. What? Because they uploaded it to YouTube for the first time in 2016. You thought these were new songs? Like, I, I hope... Jose isn't listening, honestly, but like, I'm like, see, now I would troll in that way for sure. I would post a trolling thing like that. You would. You absolutely would. So I don't know if they're trolling, but if they mean it, it's like, you know, when things hit the internet for the first time, like, that doesn't mean it was just created. If they were trolling, though, they would have picked like two very collapsible lungy songs, I think. Like, more so than Don't Blink and then a song off or forget. So then Fitzy Magpies replied and said, LOL, only these aren't newly released. They are nearly 16 years old from their first album. And then Kex Ordo says, and Collapsible Lung, <laughs> and Collapsible Lung wasn't written by Reliant K. <laughs> burn. <laughs> burn notice. <laughs> um, and then Timothy Roberts just asked Jose, how do you mean... Like, please give more explanation. <laughs> but in the last four years, Jose has not given more explanation. I only have one other thing. It's unrelated to this week's song, but my note is what? No. Okay. So this comes from independentclauses.com. This is from August 10th. Independent clauses? Independentclauses.com. This is from okay. August 10th, 2015. 
Um, this is a review or something of Steve Stanley and the the Mercs, the Merics, M-E-R-C-S, uh, album Win in Rome, spelt R-O-A-M. Okay. Like where the cell phones in Buffalo. Right. Steve Stanley and the, the Mercs, when in Rome, is a pristine, idyllic, nearly perfect early 2000s Christian punk rock album with some country punk leanings thrown in. I can understand. If, if every new generation's music serves a similar social purpose in helping us wind our way through the challenges of life, when in Rome is two lefts don't make a right, but three do for everyone who was too young to grow up with Reliant K. I'm going to pause right there, and I'm going to play you some of Steve Stanley and the Merrick's music. (laughs) Okay. Classic two left sound. Right. Sounds like forgetting how to slow down. No, I mean like the rhythm. Just the rhythm sounds like forgetting how to slow down. Okay. It's nice. It's good music. But yeah, that review is clearly tainted. Two lefts. Right. <laughs> Two lefts, right. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that's clearly like someone who's maybe reviewing their friend's music <laughs> and just being very, very... Uh, kind. I mean, it's great. It's very nice, very nice music. But I'm like, to to say like, yeah. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Okay. To further in this. And review. it's the Mercs, Stanley, Steve Stanley, and the Mercs. When you throw in a production job that's a spot on recreation of the sonic space that Reliant K minded. Oh. <laughs> in the early 2000s you have an is this album. written by stanley is this written by steve stanley <laughs> you have an album that is deeply that is a deeply enjoyable nostalgic trip for the late 20s pop punk fans the late 20s pop punk i'm so confused is this written from the future <laughs> or do they mean 20 year olds so, When in Rome came out in 2015. It came out the year before Air for Free. And, like, look, look, I like that music very much, but they have seven monthly listeners. It, this feels like something that was maybe written for some sort of, like, f- just to boost them, to help boost them. Like, maybe they needed more um, citations for their Wikipedia page. So they were like, hey, can you help me and write a blog about our album? I mean, their blog is called Independent Clauses, and then underneath it, it says noun, unusual words about underappreciated music. Okay. So it's specifically about underappreciated music. 
So yeah, I know it's good. Like I really liked the songs yeah, that you played, Steve it's, Stanley it's and the nice, Mercs. But, but yeah, I mean, if it you, is if so... you wanted to say maybe like, oh, we as Reliant K fans could see some Bird in the B sides in this or something. Well, one you of know, those songs reminded a little more, but. But that one song that I said reminded me of Forget Not Slow Down the Album. It really did. Like, the beat reminded me of something I'd hear on Forget Not Slow Down the Album. But yeah, that seems very, um... Is masturbatory a bad word (laughs) in a Christian podcast? But it seems very, like, you know, like, they're very much just conflating the influence of this band. Especially to say, like, people who are too young to have heard of Relan K... But only seven people listen to this monthly, and this is an, a year before Air for Free. I think it was people who were too young to have grown up with right. Reliant K. So if you couldn't you know go what? and hang out in the crowd at early Reliant K shows, you can go hang out at the Steve Stanley concert, and same same vibes is what they're saying. Right. Who's your favorite Merc? In Stanley? Stanley? Is he a Merc, though? Is that like... This is like, is Hootie a blowfish? You know, does that count? I don't know if... You're asking the really hard-hitting questions, Dan. I was not <laughs> is prepared. Is Hootie a blowfish? I gotta tweet that right now. <laughs> well, while you tweet that, why don't we go ahead and take our break? And when Good we idea. come back, we'll have covers and YouTube stuff. If you'd like to interact with Sadie Hawkins Pod, please do. We have a voicemail line, which is 402 402- Nine five Sadie. You can also send us an email at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. And check out our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We'd also like to take this moment to thank our patrons who have signed up at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. We've got Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, and Helen. If you'd like to join our Patreon, we're discussing most of the K is for karaoke tracks like Justin Bieber's Baby and Cake's The Distance. We've done some random stuff like a video of us playing Animal Crossing and discussing our summertime playlist. Oh, and we're reading through the entirety of the Relying K-related book, Complex Infrastructure, known as The Female Mind. And hey, if you thought there wasn't a Reliant K book that makes a short bus joke, well, sign up and learn how wrong you were. There are two, five, and ten dollar levels where you can get those bonus apps and extras like merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> so you like Reliant K, do you? Well, what about They Might Be Giants? My name is Greg Simpson, and I host a They Might Be Giants fan podcast, and it's called This Might Be a Podcast. This Might Be a Podcast is a song-by-song podcast featuring a different guest every episode from normal fans like you and I, but also I've had guests such as John Darneal of the Mountain Goats, Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Hutch Harris of the Thermals, Mike Park of Asian Man Records, Franz Nikolai of The Hold Steady, and Danny Weinkoff and Marty Beller of They Might Be Giants, and past drummers Dan Hickey and Brian Doherty. Search for Punk News. Or this might be a podcast on any podcast platform and you will find us. This might be a podcast brought to you by PunkNews.org. Okay, so when I first started my uh, research, my YouTube research for this song, I wasn't finding a lot and I thought there wouldn't be anything. But there was. There's four videos total. Nice. So first we have um, 
And we've seen this concert before. This is the YMCA skate park in Florida in the year 2000. <laughs> and I am um, the so the West Palm Beach YMCA skate park in Florida on uh, September 23rd, the year 2000. And Reliant K wasn't even like the headliner of this show, um, I don't think. And here, I want to play this whole video because the song sounds fun to hear it in 2000, but also there's a lot of interesting banter at the top. So are you guys having fun today? That makes me have fun just listening to you guys. Yell about having fun. <laughs> Brian's stuck on the square. Everybody, Brian's stuck on the square and he can't move. Oh well. Charles and Charles. Charles. Can't fix himself. Oh no, it's safe over here, Brian. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> so much going some on. Some dude just said out, just called out to Brian. You look fine just where you are. Was that Christian kid drunk at the YMCA skate park that day? Hey, Brian Pimmon. He you was just fine. over the banter. He's like, let's get going. Let's start. You know what I realized watching some early Reliant K concerts in full on YouTube is they had a lot of banter. Like in a 45 minute show, they would get to like maybe five songs. <laughs> so <laughs> and there's a lot more banter here. So let's keep playing. All right. Um, one last thing I got to say, because I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry about that. But uh, a really cool band played tonight. And, uh, they're called Ace Troubleshooter. Good buddies of ours. They got free tapes over there. If you guys, yeah, free, very free tapes. With two songs on them. Very excellent recording. I want you guys all to buy it when it comes out October 24th. And definitely talk to the guys. They're letting us live in their bus right now. Because we're homeless. How nice is that? So it's so funny. John Warren's there with Ace Troubleshooter yeah. in 2000. Because I think there was definitely a point where Ace Trouble. I mean, we've talked about this before. But there's we definitely have. a point where Ace Troubleshooter was slightly was bigger than Reliant K. Right. Like I remember when they came through Soul Fest. Like every after their set, Ace Troubleshooter, everyone was buzzing about Ace Troubleshooter. Like I remember suddenly people were in the shirts. Like people really liked them. So for some reason, there was they they were bigger than Reliant K for this short moment in time, and they had a bus apparently, and maybe because they were B C band, a tooth and nail band or whatever. So, we don't smell all that great, so it's a really nice thing for them to do. And then, uh, you guys get the cans of food? Yeah, we get food and, and the blankets. But, uh, so I guess there was a canned food drive. There's so much going on at the YMCA skate park that week. There was a canned food drive, and someone in the crowd was like, Hey, Reliant K, did you get the cans of food? Or maybe they just brought them cans of food so they could have something no to eat. There's no Skittles on tour. and combos yet. No, there isn't. The Arena Rock Band Year, oh wait, Arena Rock Band of the Year Award is going to go to Fillmore. Is that the Arena Rock Band of the Year? And then the song is called When You're Around. So first of all, Matt Thiessen is classic no-pick 
Matt Thiessen just right. strumming his hand. But then watch how Brian's playing the bass. <laughs> he's he's smacking he's it. He's like smacking the bass like he's this. He's not slapping the bass. He's not slapping like, it, smacking it. Yeah. He's like punching it like this. <laughs> wow. I should have looked up some bass tabs for this because I don't maybe there's just no bass in this song. What is he even doing? Like, it's so weird. Ma- it's, he's like button mashing over there. Nobody likes picks in this band. Everyone's like, picks? No thanks. I'm surprised Dave Douglas even used drumsticks. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that sounds great. I love it. Does it does sound great live. Yeah. yeah. It's good um, stuff. Then we only have one cover and this is by Taylor Woot. And it was uploaded five months ago. So I wonder if he was oh, like, nice. he was like, gotta get this done in time for Sadie Hawkins pod to do this song. Like a child having Oh, that was nice. It sounds good acoustic. Yeah, it does yeah. sound good. And I forgot completely to mention, but the p- part of the song that I love the most is that like bridge breakdown solo type thing in the middle, um, which pretty much as few lyrics as there are in this song and as short a song as it is, probably 50% of the song, maybe 25 of it, is that awesome like... I don't, does it count as harmonic that like middle section mm-hmm. yeah i love that and also I agreed yeah taylor Woot, and that's a part and this one makes it like this like pop punk skate punk like awesome song and if this song had more high concept lyrics this song would probably be oh, more sure. beloved yeah. because it is such a great jam it really is it's really just the lyrics that that hold this one back because right. i really like the instrumentals in this right i mean there's nothing bad about the lyrics no, it's just they're it's kind just- of generic they're not flat they're good they're they're perfectly serviceable they're just they're not memorable right um but then taylor wood says this is the fifth track off for lancay's first album this is a short one because there's a rad instrumental in the middle of the actual song enjoy so he kind of cuts that part out of his acoustic cover um and then there's just two more things and first there's this stick figure animation which is a classic Reliant K thing that we see on YouTube. I'm looking over the TV to see if Jessica's precious <laughs> show is starting. Well, I mean, you love Love Island. So in a way, this song is like a song about a happy Love Island couple. This season has not been as great, though. It's been kind of all over. So, Justine and Caleb are really, really carrying this one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So this was created by Stacy with an IE nine years ago, has 1.4 thousand views, 1.4 thousand views. That was cute. It's a little lyric video with stick figure they're, animation. They're carrying a, a world around, maybe a globe? Yeah. like. And it is a guy and a girl who are happy to see each other. 
the guy is I think he's supposed to have the swooped hair like the John Warren yeah, sort of emo hair but unfortunately at some different points it kind of looks like a little Hitler because it looks like that slanted bangs that Hitler had like it's supposed to be emo hair but he accidentally oh and he just put his arm up in the air oh, oh no. he did well oh, they're dancing no. they're going up their, their little stick figure hands are going up and down but he's yeah. looking for food <laughs> If their legs were slanted in a different way, it would make their little stick figure bodies look like swastikas. <laughs> I hope there's not oh, a... Oh, no. No, but they're just little stick figures, and how can a stick figure dance? It's cute, though. I mean, it's, like, this 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 looks like it was created in, like, MS Paint or something, and then done, like, you know, stop motion. It's, it's, right. it's great. So here we have Craig, two, Craig 12 Evans. You know what? Why did you even listen to our podcast... When he's going to review the the, sh- the song right now on oh, YouTube, nice. eleven years why, ago. Why did we? Why didn't you open with this? We could have just been done. Yeah. So here we go. This is Craig Twelve Evans' review of When You're Around. Whoa! What's that now? Okay, we're back back on of the review section. Back to reviews. He's rocking. This is cursed. This is so cursed. Now he's got the emo what hair. What is going on? He hit a button that made some cat sounds. I think he's British. He's got a Ramones poster in the background. Or Scottish or something. Do you wonder what that noise was? It was Miss Great Cat. Anyway. This is nothing new to review. Um, basically, this song's coming around, and I love it. It's a great song. Uh, I only heard it over there, three days ago, two days ago, or something, and I like it the first time I heard it. Two. Um, basically, I, I think it's catchy, like catchy. When you're around, when you're around, when you're around, when you're around. What are you saying? We can't hear over the music. It is catchy when you're around, when you're around. It's catchy. Yeah. It doesn't really seem like the cheesiness is with this song. It seems like the cheesiness is like, like just in the background. It doesn't really, like the cheesiness is kind of gone out. It does or it doesn't have a cheesiness. I'm not sure what she said. Like, Little Mo Fly and my girlfriend, very sound cheesy. This song doesn't really sound cheesy that much. This song sounds a bit more like, we put a bit more effort into it with, with like, without the cheesiness. Hey, sorry, April's tapping her bowls and it's making me laugh. We'll give you food in just a minute, April. <laughs> Pay attention to Craig. Sorry. I feel like we've seen Craig before. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, this was the review. I love that it opened with like the camera zooming in on an MS Paint, just like where a little square where he typed around. in when you're around. Amazing. He thinks he mentioned his girlfriend. Do you think his girlfriend was Stacy? I thought he was made, talking the about the song "My Girlfriend." No, he's talking about the song "When You're Around." What? It was playing in the. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so that's basically the podcast. Okay, Jessica, do you like this song 
better, worse, or the same as when we started? Better. When, better? More. I do too. Yeah. Digging it more. Yeah, I never really gave this song much ado. Same. But now that it's around... I really do love the, the music, yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's a rockin' I song. love the music. Like when Danny got drunk on our anniversary when we went to a jazz show a few years ago, and he's <laughs> like, I love music! I've said not everything is for the podcast, Jessica. Sorry. We just wasted one hour of your life. <laughs> <laughs>